following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Come on, you've had your coffee. Good morning, everybody. Come on. Get your symbols going. You know, when first service was uh, kind of slow in getting here, they finally did get here. I, I said, well, it looks like more than Columbus is looking for a new world this week. <laughs> we got some folks looking for a new world. But glad to have you today. What a joy. It's always an honor to stand in front of you and to preach the gospel to you or attempt to. Sometimes we do pretty good and sometimes we don't do real good at all. A woman came in here today and she said, are you preaching today? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, well, thank God. She said, my husband and I have come and said, every time we come, you have not, you're not preaching. I said, well, you don't come often. <laughs> and she smiled and we were buddies and, and then she probably won't be back because she heard me preach this morning. <laughs> what a joy to see all of you. I want to I send some kudos. Corey, where are you sitting, buddy? Where are you sitting, Corey? Where you at? Where you at, son? Where's my buddy, Corey? Where? Hey, Hey, Corey, stand up, son. Stand up. Stand up. This, this, is, our, this is our University of Texas All-American. Played 13 years. Stand up. Stand up. Played, uh, played 13 years in, in the bigs, and, uh, and, and this morning when he walked in, stand up, Corey. I'm not done. I'm up here, and you can't catch me up here. I love your whole family, but he just, he just was entered into the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame for one of the, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I love you, son. Now, and, and, and this morning when he walked in, I said, you think you can lift this? Folks, just that quick, he had me above his head. I said, I don't want to get in your path. I love you, Corey. Congratulations on the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. So we're going to preach a little bit here today, and uh, God's going to help us. Uh, we're going to take a theme current with what we're celebrating this week. You know, a lot of things have been said about Christopher Columbus, and a lot of them are not good things. But you know, the Bible has some characters in it too. You know that. Uh, people that did things that we're not proud to talk about, but we have to talk about them because it's called real life. Uh, but, but Christopher Columbus, that wasn't his real name, and, and uh, he really never saw North America. He landed somewhere in Cuba and the Bahamas down there and, and maybe Haiti. Uh, but he thought it was China. That's how, that's how, that's how far off he was. And, uh, but the bottom line is he discovered a new world. He discovered a new world. And we are recipients of that today. And so 1972, President Nixon said we need to make a holiday for it. And so I'm, I know all you kids are happy for that. Uh, because, uh, you know, back when I was going to school, I just got to tell you this, back when I was going to school, we didn't, we didn't have holidays for Columbus. We didn't have them. We didn't have holidays. We, we got one day off for Easter. We got Friday off, Good Friday. And uh, we didn't have spring break. Go ahead and feel sorry for me. It's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. And, but, but you know what? I'm so glad you kids get all this time off because, you know, going to school today is not, not, not as kosher as it used to be. And we're learning some things that we wish we could unlearn. But I'm so happy that God can protect our mind. We can get an education, not let education get us. And that's a wonderful thing. So I'm happy you kids are out. Hope you have a great, great day tomorrow and make mom and dad take you someplace special. 
like mighty fine or something, all right? All right, would you stand to your feet, you're incredible people, and I love you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk today or speak today on a, on a, on a one-word subject. I'm just gonna call it continue, continue, just continue. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter nine says, I returned and saw unto the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to us all. You can have favor without being a man or a woman of skill. Matthew 20, 10 and 22 said, he that endures to the end shall be saved. Paul told his son Timothy in the gospel, he said, but continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them. Today I speak on the word continue. Everybody repeat after me, pastor, pastor. preach the word to me today. Let it touch my heart. Let it change my heart. Preach the word to me today. Let it touch my mind. Let it change my mind. Preach the word to me today. Let me leave here a better person than what I was when I came in. Are you happy about that? Clap your hands and you be seated. You know, there's two kinds of courses in life. There are required courses like life is required. You have no choice of where, when, or who your parents are. You didn't get to choose that. And you're all gonna be required to die one day. And Adam all die, 1 Corinthians 15, 22 said. And so we all must walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's appointed unto man, Hebrews said, once to die. And then another thing in requirement is the judgment. It's life, it's death, it's judgment. And after this, the judgment. The judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne judgment. Those are required courses in life. Every man's, every woman's gonna have to face them. And then there's what we call elective courses. To be saved or to be lost. It's my decision. I have a free will. I have a choice to make. I read nature forms us, sin deforms us, school informs us, but only Christ can transform us. And I believe that. So I make a choice. Do I want to be spiritual or carnal? Do I want to be scriptural or logical? Do I want to be godly or humanism? To be safe in God's will or in your own will. But continue, Paul said, in the things you have learned. Go the distance. He said, stay the course. Fight the good fight. Finish, finish, finish the course. Now tomorrow is Columbus Day. And I'm going to talk a little bit about him today. But he's not the main filament of my message. PJ and I were in Barcelona, Spain in 15 and we saw a statue of him at the town circle. Here he is. He's looking west and he's pointing to the west, planning his trip to the new world. And I think those pigeons around there are alive because there was a lot of pigeons around him when we were there. I admire Christopher Columbus, his courage, his venture. I don't admire him because he sat by the seaside with his chin in his hand. I admire him because he unfurled the sails of three small ships and pointed them toward the unknown west. And on that voyage to the new world across waters where no man had ever been, there were no charted islands to say they had passed. There was no landfall to enter on the log. 
There was no odometer to tell how far they had gone, nor a mount to suggest how far they would have to go. I was privileged to read about this a few years ago in his diary called The First Voyage to America and reflecting Columbus's journey to the New World. It's interesting, the account of the journey of the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria from Spain to what Columbus thought to be the Indies. The first entry in his journal was made on the day of his departure. They started 529 years ago on August the 3rd, 1492. He said, we departed the third day of August. And we went south with a strong sea breeze of 60 miles until sunset, and afterwards to the southwest and south by west, and which was a, a route for the Canaries. It's pretty boring stuff, but bear with me. Saturday the 4th, we went south by southwest, and it sounded like a music festival. And on August the 5th, we went on our way, and between day and night, made more than 160 miles. Monday the, 3rd, uh, the 6th of August, three days in, the rudder, one of the ships broke, the Pinta broke, and the men began to quarrel and argue. His first spite seeing a mutiny. But on Tuesday, August the 7th, the rudder again jumped its fastening, and this day we traveled just 100 miles. Wednesday, August the 8th, we would have liked to have gone to Grand Canaria to leave the badly damaged boat Pinta because she leaked badly and had a damaged rudder. We were not able to reach that day, but on the 9th, we reached Grand Canaria and fixed the ship in spite of the adverse circumstances and repeated problems, he said these words, we sailed on. On September the 7th, the diary states, all of Friday and Saturday until the third hour of the night, we were in very light winds, not much happening. Columbus begins to speak third person here. Saturday, September the 8th, at the third hour of the night on Saturday, it commenced to blow from the northeast and, <clears throat> and he took his course, speaking of himself, and his route to the west. He took much water over the bow which hindered his way and he made that day and night only 36 miles, but we sailed on. Thursday, September the 13th, that day and night, going on their courses, their course, which was west, they made 132 miles. The currents were against him, but on this day, we sailed on. They sailed on September the 15th, that day and night, 108 miles, and a few more on their route west. And on this night, at the beginning of it, we saw a marvelous branch of fire fall from the sky into the sea, and distanced them for about 15 to 20 miles, they saw it. And on Monday the 17th, he sailed on his route west and he made a day and a night somewhat more than 200 miles. The current was helping then. Friday the 21st, that day was mostly calm and later some wind and they made between day and night no more than 52 miles, some of it on course and some not. But we sailed on. And on Wednesday, September 26th, I know it's getting boring, stay with me. October's coming. They thought they saw land and spent an entire day sailing toward it to only discover it was sky, but we sailed on. The thing that intrigued me most about the diary of Columbus is this. No matter what the day brought, at the end practically of every day, the entry was the same. And this day, we sailed on. Some days nothing happened. It was an uneventful, probably boring and mundane day, but on this day, we sailed on. In fact, there were many days when the only journal entry was we sail westward on course today and some days the crew turned on each other and questioned the legitimacy of the mission. They were close to mutiny at least five times on that voyage. But on this day, we sailed on. Some days the sea was calm and peaceful, but we sailed on. Some day the storm arose and took water on, 
But this day we sailed on. Something possessed Columbus, a vision of what could be, a sense of purpose. Whatever it was, it drove him in the face of adversity. And it drove him in the face of boredom. And it drove him in the face of difficulty. And it drove him fighting among his brothers. And it drove him through disappointments. And it drove him through sickness. I don't think it was COVID, but they got sick. And it drove him through the fear of the unknown. And at the end of each day, he summed up his journey by saying, and this day we sailed on. Wow. It wasn't easy, but we sailed on. We suffered setbacks, but we sailed on. We didn't get to where we wanted to go today, but we sailed on. We took on water today, but we sailed on. We got a little off course, but we sailed on. We chased after the land that wasn't there, but we sailed on. And at the end of the day, we can say, this day we sailed on. You know, you know, the part of the story that I, I'm gonna tell that needs to be told is when they, they, they realized they were getting close to land, they spotted a branch on a breaker, on a wave. They spotted a branch, a big branch. And they knew that if a branch was floating out toward them, there had to be land somewhere behind that branch. And every now and then, God sends us as pilgrims and strangers in this world, he sends us a branch on the breaker. He lets us see a little hope. And I hope today that when you leave here, you won't just see the mumbo jumbo of daily living and this day we're selling on, but you'll see a branch on your breaker knowing that God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you today? Amen, amen. Genesis chapter 45, Joseph has a mission for his brothers. See, Joseph was the boy that had dreams and his brothers one day at Dothan put him in a pit and sold him to the Midianites and they took him down to Egypt. They really wanted to kill him and Judah said, let him live. And they sold him into slavery. And what they were selling was their dream because he was a dreamer and they despised his dreams. But they sold him into slavery and if it hadn't been for Potiphar's favor on his life, he would probably have been elevated to the kingdom a whole lot sooner. But because Potiphar had a wife who was wanting Joseph in her life, he had to run out of the house when she came to him. She lied on him and Joseph found himself 17 years in prison. But here's what I wanna tell you. In Joseph's journey, 17 years was incarcerated in, in the Pharaoh's prison. But I wanna I want declare something to you right now. When they came to him to get him out of that prison house, the Bible said this, he changed his garments quickly. He might have been there 17 years, but when his release came, he wasn't over in the corner sucking his thumb saying, well, you know what, I don't think I wanna go anywhere. I wanna sit right here because it's been bad for 17 years. Can I tell you, there's a God that I preach about that's got a key to all your lives. And some of you may have been imprisoned in some things in your life, like some addictions and like some past failures and like some things that you wish you hadn't had in your life. But I declare today, I know a man that has a key to your room and a key to your cell, and he's wanting to open it up today and say, come on out. I got something greater for you than you can ever imagine. Anybody wanna come with Jesus today? Anybody in the house want to be with him today? And Joseph comes out of that prison house and goes and interprets a dream and immediately he comes from prison to the palace and he's second in command. 
Wow. That's what you call moving on up <laughs> to the east side of the city. Used to be my favorite show. Finally got a piece of the rock. That was me singing that. Y'all realize that? <laughs> teasing, teasing, teasing. But the typology of the story of Joseph as it relates to the story of Jesus is rich. Joseph was the beloved son of Jacob who was sacrificed to eventually save his family and his people from destruction. His father Jacob is a type of an unbelieving world because he had wrestled with an angel in Genesis 22 and become Israel, a prince with God. But now here in 45, he had slipped back to the Jacob mold. He had lost his experience and his relationship with the God that he wrestled with. And he was an unbelieving world for years and he heard rumors that his son is alive, but he had seen no proof. So Joseph entertains his brothers. A famine happens in Cana. They have to go into Egypt to find some food. And when they go to Egypt to find food, guess who is the food distributor? The brother that they sold some 22 years earlier. And they came and they didn't recognize him. And Joseph had to put all the other people outside so he could show and show his brothers that I am your brother. I may look a little Egyptian, but I belong to the house of Jacob. I'm the youngest son. And those boys wept and they cried and they embraced one another. And all of a sudden they, they got a penchant that they wanted to do something on behalf of their father because he did not believe that Joseph was yet alive. So Joseph equips his brothers with gifts. He sends gifts with them. He sends them with a change of raiment. He takes off their travel clothes and puts on godly, beautiful, uh, royalty garments. And then he puts wagons of food with them, many wagons loaded with food for the hungry world because they were in a famine down in Israel. But this is interesting. When Joseph is given his brother's instruction for the journey, he didn't feel compelled to tell them to be careful with all the money I've given you. He didn't feel compelled to tell them, be sure not to get your clothes dirty that you got in a royal house and be sure not to waste the food. The only thing he said to them was, make sure you don't fall out by the way on your way to the father's house. Make sure you don't fall out. The gifts and the raiment and the food and the wagons would be useless if his brothers got sidetracked and never made it to Canaan. The things they possessed would take care of themselves if the brothers just got them to Jacob. The most important part of the mission, get to where they were supposed to go without getting sidetracked. Now I wanna tell you, they probably encountered sandstorms. They probably encountered resistance, but they pressed on. I'm sure they got tired and wanted to settle down along the way, but they pressed on. Most likely they looked at it all they had and the temptation may have been to say, why do we want to make the effort to go all the way back to Canaan when we have all we need right here in these wagons and in our buckets and in our purses? We have silver, we have gold, we have clothing, we have food, enough to last us a long time. Let's just settle here and enjoy the gifts of the king. But they continued on. I'm sure they probably had disagreements along the way, but they continue on. Somehow they made it back to the father's house and the Bible says in Genesis 45, and they told jo Jacob all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them. And when jo Jacob saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Next verse, and Israel said, he came back to the spiritual man, it's enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive, and I will go and see him before I die. 
It was proof of Joseph's existence, the gift, the change of clothing, the wagons that revived a worried Jacob and brought him into a palace to live with royalty. See, those gifts and wagons, folks, were transported by ordinary people who were just determined, determined. No matter what happens, I will not fall out by the way. No matter what comes against me, I will continue on. And Columbus said, no matter what the wind says and what the rudders say, we will sail on today. What God is looking for, folks, more than anything else, is a commitment and a perseverance that this is, this, that this is what I know about this journey. It's not to the swift, it's not to the strong, but it's the endure to the end. And the instruction to the church of 2021 is the same instruction that Joseph gave his brothers in our text. I give you gifts, oh, we receive gifts. Anybody ever had the gift of healing? Anybody ever have a gift of deliverance? Anybody ever had the gift of the Holy Spirit? Come on, talk to me. I'll give you food and caravans. I'll give you money, I'll give you blessings. But the only instruction is don't fall out by the way. Don't fall out. You'll encounter persecution, but continue. You'll encounter problems, but continue. You'll encounter criticism, but continue. Your own brothers and sisters will fall away from you, but continue. Some days will be boring, but continue. Some days will be perilous, but continue. Some days you may think you see land, but continue. See that you fall not out by the way. Mm, hallelujah. 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 Now, I'm gonna preach a little bit. I'm gonna I, I, I'm get away from this. I'm gonna preach a little bit right now. So if you don't like preaching, you ain't gonna like this next five or six minutes, okay? If you could have seen my life when I was a young kid, you'd have never dreamed I'd be preaching the gospel today. I would have probably been, if all things fell as normal, I'd have probably been somebody that was always broke, perhaps begging for work, perhaps looking for a job, perhaps always down on my luck. But one day I had a conversation with deity on the back porch of a little farmhouse in Sundown, Texas, when I was 10 years old. And I said to him, sitting on the back porch, I'll never forget it, I said, God, do you think that somehow I could do something that might affect somebody in life? Could you give me a voice? Could you give me a voice to speak to somebody? And he said, son, I'm gonna give you a voice, but you're gonna have to walk a walk to get that voice out there to people. And folks, I'm gonna tell you, from the 10-year age until now, I'm 52, right now, from all that time forward, I promise you, I've walked through some sandstorms. I've seen some down times. I've seen some times when it didn't look like I could ever see the light of day again. I've seen times when I thought I just might as well throw in the towel. I asked God one day, is this what you get for preaching the gospel? I wanted to walk away, but he wouldn't let me because I just kept saying, I'm gonna walk one more day. I'm gonna continue one more day. I'm gonna sail on today. I'm gonna keep walking forward. I'm not gonna fall out by the way. And somehow, I arrived in Austin in 1990 with a wife and three babies. And here we are in 2021 preaching the gospel. Somebody tell me, it takes persistence. It takes a determination. It takes a drive. It takes motivation. You gotta get up and walk. All right, I'm done preaching now, I'll go back. Go back to my Methodist style now. I'm telling you folks, hey, you ever, you ever had, you ever, Rested for a drawing, 
and they had a little sign there, must be present to win. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be present to win. Well, that happened to me when I was a little old kid. There was a, a store in Leveland, Texas called C.R. Anthony and they were giving away a, a fur coat. I think it was real. <laughs> and I wanted that fur coat for my mama. Now, I'm not trying to get on you, pity, but I, I never had enough money to buy her anything. And uh, I'm dreaming here today. I'm thinking about this. And I asked my girls between services, I said, did Grandma ever tell you that story? And Kate said, she sure did, Dad. I was a nine-year-old kid. And I went up and I said, can I register? How will you have to be? They said, no, son, you can register. And I said, how many times? I was already learning how to play the odds. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a gambler. I just wanted, I know the more you stuff it, the more your chances you are to win it. And so I wrote my name, Rexy, Rexy Johnson. I put it in there. I said, can I do another? Yeah, I put it. Can I do another? I, I asked, yeah. Can I do another? I think I put 20 ballots in that box. And then it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And then I said, what time's the drawing? They said six. I said, I'll just be right over here. I went and sat down. And they said, now, son, you can go. You can go. And I said, no, ma'am, I don't have a watch. And I might get back here late because I think I'm going to win that prize for my mama. And so I, I sit right over there. Oh, don't feel sorry for me, folks. The best is yet to come. I sit right over here in the corner. And they said, you need anything to drink? I said, yeah, Coke would be fine. You need some water? Yeah, it'd be fine. They took care of me. They thought I was a neat kid. And they said, you know, we're about 30 minutes from the drawing. I'm here, I'm here. So at five to, five to six, they said, all the people in the store that's registered for the fur coat, come on up, we're gonna have a drawing. And I got excited and I stood up and they reached in that box and they pulled out a name and they said, <clears throat> Rexy Johnson. And I've always believed it's not because I jammed the ballot box I believe it's because I stayed there and wouldn't leave because I wanted something for my mother. And I want to tell you something. You need to make up your mind. This church is my home. I'm going to live for God in this church. I'm going to work in this church. I'm going to travel in this church. I'm going to be blessed in this house. There's favor in this house. And I'm walking in the favor of God here today. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to press on. I'm gonna sail on. Come on, clap your hands, rejoice. That's the word to you today. You gotta be here to win. You gotta be present to win. He's taking a church home. This church is predestined. If I'm in it, I'm going. I'm going to heaven. That's the stipulation of winning a crown of life is you must be present to win. See, Paul was beheaded not with the testimony of a man who had never made a mistake, but his grateful refrain on the way to his graduation was this, I made my mistakes, but I continued on. I've been beaten, but I sailed on. I've been persecuted, but I sailed on. I've been shipwrecked, but I sailed on. The time of my departure is at hand. My testimony is this, I did not fall out by the way. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, but I continued on. There was a time when no man stood with me, but I kept walking, continuing. The temptation was to give up, but I finished the course. I did not fall out by the way. I sailed on. 
I want to stand one day and look at him right in the eye and say, sir, you were an inspiration to me all my ministry life because you came through it and you made it. And I want to come through it and I want to make it. Folks, I'm going to tell you, just, just, just bear with me just a moment. We're living in a very upside down world. Good is bad and bad is good now. And there's no seem to be no more rays. There's no, there's no moral compasses. They're being thrown away. The God factor is being trying to shut down like never before. There is a movement. And it's not, this is not politics. This is from a, a, a dark place. This is from a dark place. There's, there's movements trying to shut churches down. I saw games yesterday. Hmm. One of them that I sure like for us to have won. But I gotta, I gotta tell you Aggies, y'all did pretty good last night. Y'all did pretty good last night, that's pretty good. But I saw hundreds of thousands of people without a mask on. But people don't want us to have church with masks. They don't want us to have church at all because that's not what this is. That's a wonderful thing and I enjoy it, but this is something that's gonna take you to heaven right here. That's all I gotta say about that. First Samuel. Chapter one, Hannah prayed for a son and she continued praying. In Nehemiah chapter five, he said, I continued the work of the wall. Job 17, my eyes continue in their provocation. My eyes continues in their provocation. Let them mock. Daniel one, he continued in the land of Babylon. John eight, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. John 15 and nine, continue in my love. Acts 13 and 43, Paul said, continue in the grace of God. Acts 19 and 10, and they continued, so they all, all that dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus. Acts 26, Paul is in prison, he continued witnessing. They had to change the praetorian guards every 30 minutes because they was getting converted too quick. He's in prison. Come on, somebody. Colossians 4 and 2 says, continue in prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 4 said, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, you shall both save yourself and those that hear you. Continue, continue, continue. And this day we sailed on. Randy, if you'll come, I'd appreciate it. He may be, he's not there, is he? Job chapter 17 said it this way, the righteous also shall hold on his way. And he that has clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. Can I tell you, this is not a day to get weaker and weaker. It's a day to get stronger for God is looking for righteous people who will just hold their way. Hold their way. God's looking for people who will sail through it, who will not fall out, who will just continue in perilous times, in tribulation, Others may not see your labor, but God does. Some days, the only entry in our spiritual journey will be this. And this day, we continued. We didn't see any fire fall from the sky. We didn't discover any new land. We didn't hear the shouts of praise from the onlookers. We just sailed on. It is in those times that God is building character in us and using monotony to build perseverance in us. There's an old carnal analogy that says anyone can dance while the band is playing. Or any preacher can preach when the crowds are on their feet saying amen. But it takes great people to stay there to clean up the mess when it's all falling down. God wants people who will be faithful in times of silence. Hear me. October is not throwing the towel month. October is a month to have victory in your soul. And I hope 
that you understand when you walk out of here today that you'll see a branch on the breaker and you'll know that God's got something for you. No month, no month is throwing the towel month. Let me tell you what you need to do. You just need to keep headed to the Father's house one more day. I know that things are coming against you, but don't fall out today. I know things are less than perfect in your life, but today, sail on. I know temptation is to give up and turn back, but this day, we sailed on. We sailed on. Now, I know, go ahead and clap. That's the word of God. Go ahead and clap. Wednesday, Mac Brock's going to be here. It's going to be a great night, a great night. We had, uh, we had probably close to 800 people here last Wednesday night, on a Wednesday night. I'm very honored that you folks come to church. I'm very honored that you make this your place of habitation. I really am. And I know the COVID has hit us hard. I know that. But I will declare that this church is going to come out of this with greater enthusiasm and greater joy and greater, greater peace we've ever known in our life. I believe that with all my heart. So, what am I going to do? I'm just going to stand up. I'm going to declare that this is a day the Lord's made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad. Whatever happens in my world today, I'm going to sail on. Whatever happens, I'm going to press on. Whatever happens, I'm not going to fall out by the way. Whatever happens, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. Stand to your feet and rejoice at the word of the Lord today. Rejoice at the word of the Lord today. Clap your hands. And rejoice at the word of the Lord today. Amen. 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 If that precious lady's here in this second service because you want to stay the second time to hear me preach, I apologize. I apologize. I love all of you. I really, really do. I can't tell you the joy that I have in ministering to you all the time. And... Uh, there's never been, a, there's never been a, an un, unblessed moment in this house. It's always been blessed. And God has let us build this for his purpose and his glory. And everybody say, Pastor, we'll fill it in the name of the Lord. I buy into that. I'm going to be a part of that. We're going to take what we have to a lost world and tell them that our Savior is alive. We're going to bring them back to the house of aliveness and they're going to find the same joy that you have in your life. Raise your hands. Dear Father, I bless this congregation and I thank you for them and I'm honored to be a pastor to this church. Thank you for my sweet wife and thank you for Pastor Brad and, and Cass and thank you, Lord, for Philip and Annie and thank you for our whole staff that gives everything they have to make this church a success. God, but there's no success out of you. You are our success. We don't want to go anywhere without your anointing because nothing we do can break the yoke. But your anointing destroys the yoke. And we honor that today. And we give you favor of our lives. And we bless you in Jesus' name. And take care of this people today and let them enjoy the holiday tomorrow. If they don't have a day off, God, let them have a great, great payday. Maybe get double time and a half tomorrow. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen.